Welcome to the Surviving Second Gen Podcast, where we candidly discuss the mental health impacts of being a second generation immigrant in America. I'm your host, Jennifer Ippolit, a Haitian American child of two immigrant parents, as well as a licensed mental health counselor. My hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling heard, understood, and empowered to apply tangible takeaways that can help you navigate all the things that come with being second gen. All right, let's go. This is episode two of the Surviving Second Gen podcast with your host, me, moi. You've heard the name, you've heard the background, but um, I'm really excited to get into today's episode. We're going to get into some psychological stuff, the stuff that I really enjoy talking about, just psychology, the mind, the things that I went to school for, we're going to talk about that and really relate it to the theme of this podcast is, you know, the life of second generation immigrant. So today we're going to talk about the psychosocial stages of development. And uh, this is a theory that was developed by Eric Erickson. So he's a psychologist of European descent. He's actually German-American. Um, and a, and he's a major, major, uh, psychologist, theorist in the field of psychology. So he's one of the goats. Um, and this is a stage, stage of development theory that he proposed and came out with the earliest version in 1958. So that may sound like a long time ago, the 1950s, but honestly, He's actually considered one of the newer um, theorists in psychology uh, because actually a lot of psychology theories are super duper duper old, like uh, beyond the 1950s or before then when you think about like individuals like Sigmund Freud who still have a lot of clout today. Like they're very, he's a very prominent figure in psychology but he was born in the 1800s and you know some of his theories came out in the 1900s so you know that's someone who's super prominent like um you know his theory of psychoanalysis is very prominent in the psychology and mental health field but again eric erickson is one of the newer theorist and psychologist. So I know for me, I really resonated with his theories when I was learning about it in grad school. It Well, I first learned about it in undergrad because I was a psychology major, but in grad school, we actually took the de- developmental stages or uh, personality. I think it was a personality course um, because this, this is definitely considered a personality uh, theory. I enjoy that class in general because I love learning about personality and theories. So this was one of the ones that resonated with me from a long time ago that I was like, oh, okay, these these stages and these theories make sense, right? Because a lot of, there's a lot of theories and um, ideas about development from different psychologists. So that's the point of psychology and just different fields, right? There's theories out there and we as individuals take, you know, the different theories 
and use them as we see fit. We have that discretion as practitioners to use different theories in our scope that we see or feel makes sense for us. So again, this is one that really resonated with me that I still tap into this day when I you know, work with clients. So what I wanna do today is talk about one specific stage. So basically, Eric Erickson's stages of psychosocial development are basically these eight stages that he feels like every person experience, experiences in their lives that develop their personality. And basically, in each stage, there's something that you're trying to overcome or crises that you're trying to work through. And if you can successfully work through them, then that creates you, that then sets up the stage for you to get through the next stage. So there's different stages that you go through in each age. And if you overcome the stage in the right way in that age, then you're able to get to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. And then ultimately that helps you become a healthy and whole adult, a successful adult, a you know, successful person in society, right? But if you don't um, complete each stage, then that can result in you having this reduced ability to be a healthy and whole adult and have a really good sense of self. So going through these stages and um, actually achieving each uh, stage correctly or adequately is how you develop a good sense of self. So... This theory is very much a Eurocentric theory, and I'm saying that on purpose because what I'm going to do is really analyze the stage of development and what we're supposed to overcome in this particular stage, and then think about some of the messages that we're receiving in the second gen culture that many times is the opposite of what we're supposed to be developing in these stages. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. That's something to really think through, right? Because who says a Eurocentric view um, of development is the correct view? But again, when we think about a person who's a second generation immigrant and the household that they're in and the messages that they're receiving in their household that is based off of their um their ethnic identity versus the messages that they're receiving outside of the household as an american and how that can clash if those messages are different so that's what i want to highlight today in this episode are the different messages that are received and how that clash can happen and that how that can impact a person's mental health so as i was saying before there is a stage for each level of development that you have to go through. There's eight stages, and in each stage, there's a psychosocial crisis. And when we say psychosocial, we're talking about a combination of your personal sense of self, so that's the cycle, and the social is how you appear in your social environment, so in your world, is, is what you're doing in each stage. So the stages start from right in infancy. So from zero to one and a half, there's a stage. And then there's a stage from one and a half to three. 
And then there's a stage from three to five years old. So we're going to start with the three to five year old stage because I feel like that's a lot of people's earliest memory. You know, it's hard for you to really remember the other ages. So we're just going to start there for for the purposes of helping you understand the stage and helping you kind of think back about where you were at that time. So this is stage three. And this starts at the age of three and ends at about the age of five. And the psychosocial crisis that you're going through in this stage is initiative versus guilt. So let me explain. So this is the stage that's basically around preschool age. And this is a stage where you're learning the ability to do things on your own, such as dressing yourself, such as initiating conversations with your peers, creating and coming up with new ways to play, so like games and different types of activities. So this is the stage where you're really practicing how to be independent and start making your own decisions. So in this stage, if you're allowed to make your own decisions, if you're allowed to show your independence, this helps you develop confidence. This helps you develop an ability to lead other people. Um, this is the stage that if you do well or if you accomplish the things that you need to accomplish in this stage, you are able to learn interpersonal skills. So how to understand other people socially. And you basically feel secure in your ability to lead other people and really make strong, healthy decisions. However, if you don't do well in this stage, you end up feeling a sense of guilt. So this is the sense of feeling like you're a burden to other people or you don't have the confidence to be a leader. You feel more um, you feel more comfortable in the role of being a follower. This is also where you feel like uh, you don't have the ability to ask questions to build knowledge because this is very much a stage where you're trying to build knowledge. So to know more about things in life, to understand things, understand people. Um, this is a stage where you are curious and inquiring. Again, so you can build that confidence to know yourself and also be able to lead other people as well. So in this stage, you're building initiative by being, the child is building an initiative by being able to have control over their environment. So like I was saying, you're able to create new activities when you're playing you, you have a sense of being able to accomplish a certain task and facing a challenge and overcoming it. So for that to happen, your caregiver has to be able to encourage these things. So they have to be able to encourage you to try new things, encourage you to be independent, encourage you to face challenges even if they're hard to face right um but if you have a caregiver that doesn't allow that space for you to do that discourages you from questioning things or dismisses you when you have questions then you end up being in this stage where you're filled with guilt versus the initiative 
that's where the struggle lies because you are now in the space where very early on in your development, as early as three years old, you are not reaching a stage of development for you to be successful in the country that you're in the way that they expect you to be successful, right? So you're in a country where they're telling you you need to be independent. You need to challenge yourself. You need to be inquisitive. You need to be aware. You need to know how to interact with others. But then you're in a household that's telling you, no, you need to follow these expectations that we set. Very, very often, it's not there's not a stage set for you in an immigrant household to be super independent. That's where the conflict arises, right? If your parents are not setting the stage for you to build initiative, then the opposite happens in this stage and you build guilt. That guilt is what comes up because the fact that you have parents who, when you ask questions, they dismiss it. This makes you feel like you shouldn't ask questions. This, this doesn't make you feel confident to be inquisitive. If you have parents who are very critical or who shame you for, for asking certain things or inquiring about doing things that created a sense of independence in you, then you carry around this guilt because you're not able to, to reach that. That is not uh, uh, something that is validated for you. So because you, have, you had parents who are more so controlling, who more so didn't support your, your want to make certain decisions, um, you, this overwhelming feeling of guilt builds and it prevents you from really developing your creativity, developing your ability to show up in the way you want to in this world. It prevents you from interacting with other people with a sense of confidence, right? So very early on, this is the messaging that is affecting your sense of self. And according to the uh, psychosocial stages of development, you not being able to go through this stage successfully, it makes it harder to for you to step into the next stage of development. So you're going into the next stage of development with this inferiority complex um, because you didn't successfully go through that stage in the way that you were supposed to. So after the third stage of psychosocial development, there is the fourth stage. And the fourth stage of the theory is the industry versus inferiority stage. So this is the stage that happens during childhood between the ages of five and 12. This is a very pivotal stage in adolescence because this is the stage where you're trying to basically gain a sense of competence in the world. This is a stage where School is, is an important space for you and how you show up in that space is very important because in the industry versus inferiority stage, you are really working through the social emotional things that affect a person's growth. So this is going into how you show up 
in your sense of being able to connect socially with other people. And in this stage of development, you're really trying to expand your social environment. If you're able to, to master this stage or go through this stage well, you're able to gain new friendships with your peers. And then through those friendships, you gain the sense of pride. You're able to accomplish a lot and be able to stand in those accomplishments in your abilities. But this is a stage where, you, where you're doing a lot of comparison. So you're comparing, comparing your self-worth to other people around this time. And again, if you're coming from a stage before, the initiative versus guilt stage, where you don't really get the sense of self-worth that you need, you're going to already come into the stage of industry versus inferiority where you're feeling a lot more inferior than other people around you. But having healthy friendships is a significant part of being successful in this stage. So being able to have friends and maintain those friendships can really help the person's sense of self and personality grow. Friendship is something that I don't believe is always encouraged in the household with children of immigrants. Because I think about my household, for example, dependence on the people within your family dynamics, that was very much the message that was given to me. To stay at home, don't go outside hanging out with this person or that person. Who is that person you're hanging out with? But almost, I don't even want to know who they are. There's no reason for you to have friends. You have your siblings. You have your mom and your dad. You're not hanging out with anybody. Literally nobody is who we want you to hang out with. If they have these ideas and beliefs that you are not supposed to have friends um, because there's this fear there maybe for them and other things, then again, that goes against this psychosocial stage of development where you are supposed to have friends, where you're supposed to interact with people and feel that your sense of self lines up with other people's sense of self, right? So your ability to initiate conversations, hang out with people who are likable, uh, build new friend groups is supposed to be encouraged. But if these things are discouraged from parents, um, then it creates doubt in your mind. It creates doubt if you are able to be someone that people like. It leaves you questioning things. It makes you question you know, whether or not you do line up with other people in your abilities and your competence in doing things. So basically this stage can really, really, really build your self-confidence or really diminish it. <laughs> because in this stage during school and other social activities that you have, this is your, your parents or your caregivers opportunities to really give you attention for you know doing certain tasks or being around a certain group of people you know in in a healthy way but that's another layer of it there is a lot of expectation in the household of children of immigrants for how you show up in the space of education 
And the expectation a lot of times is you just you just go to school and you do the very best. Like you need to be the top of the top. Like that that's it, period. Like I came to this country and I'm I'm almost like quoting what my parents would say, but I came to this country and I'm giving you an opportunity that you did not have. So you are in this space. There is no other thing that you should be doing except for the very best. To the opposite end of what's expected in this stage, parents and teachers are supposed to be building confidence in a child by actually praising them and giving them attention for performing certain tasks education-wise. So, you know, being able to read well or draw or write, solving certain problems should be receiving attention and praise. I don't know about anybody else, but um, it took a lot for my parents to praise things that I did in the educational space. There was a, okay, we acknowledge that this was done and completed, but there wasn't a celebration for being on the honor roll, for example. I didn't get that. <laughs> because again, there's an expectation that you're doing this at a level that, you know, is top notch, period. Like that's that's just what it is. You're supposed to be doing this at a level that is top notch. So to recap, <laughs> we're thinking about how the American culture and the American society has a has stages of development that are important to become a successful, healthy, grown adult with a great sense of self. And it is set up for you to go through these stages at different points in your life so this healthy sense of self happens as an adult. But if you are a child of immigrants, a lot of the messages that you are receiving are the opposite of what you should be receiving in this stage. And if you're not receiving these things in this stage, especially in the country where these stages are expected to be worked through, then there's a lot of mental health impacts that can happen because of the lack of accomplishment that you achieve in those stages. When I think about individuals, children of immigrants who are constantly anxious, who deal with anxiety, because of the expectations that are given to them in the household versus the expectations of how they should be showing up in the outside world. And how they've been carrying around that anxiety for a very young age because again, they are dealing with the conflict of having one expectation versus an opposite expectation. When I think about children of immigrants who deal with depression because they don't feel a sense of belonging in their environment. So outside of their immediate household, their sense of belonging isn't there. Um, and there may be, and there are other factors that uh, can create that lack of belonging. Um, and, and that's something for another episode when we think about how children of immigrants are treated depending on your country of origin. 
So there are things that go into um, that that are outside the control of parents. Um, and so and I get that. However, um, as we were saying before, there's certain things that parents don't encourage that can create this space for depression or depressive moods to creep up in children of immigrants. So those are the, the, the mental health impacts that I think about when I think about how I personally had to traverse these different stages of development. And I think about other children of immigrants. I think about clients that I work with who, who have to go through this and don't have, again, the blueprint of how to work through these things because they are the first, right? They are the, the first children of immigrants that you know they know and if their friends or siblings or other people are going through the same things it may, it may not be apparent what the other person is going through because we're, we're you know it's like you're all trying to figure it out at the same time so yeah the, those are the the things that I think about when I when I think about these stages in particular and in the next episode, uh, I want to talk about the, the next stage, adolescence, and some of the messaging that is received in adolescence from the child of immigrant household versus the psychosocial stage that is expected to be accomplished or worked through in the American society and how those stages are conflicting. So I leave you with thinking about how, how these stages and traversing these stages uh, work for you. And are there things that you can pinpoint in those stages that you feel like you were not able to work through effectively? Um, what messages were you receiving that may have contributed to certain stages of not feeling like you're just just not doing it right. <laughs> um, so really just tracking back and thinking about, you know, how these conflicts or crises impacted you as a child and how that may be seeping into your adulthood and the way that you present in society today. So I thank you so much for listening to the surviving second gen podcast today i'll see you all in the next one if you found today's episode valuable or this podcast as a whole i invite you to leave a five-star review and also leave a comment letting others know what you gain from this episode this allows for our podcast to gain more visibility and for it to reach the people that want to hear this information also, we invite you to engage in the comments on the YouTube page, Surviving Second Gen Podcast, so we can continue this rich conversation that we're having today.